You're listening to The Seduce Podcast with Cass and Kat, where we love to talk about life and experiences that inspire your higher self. Good morning. We're back for another episode. And I'm so excited to be here. Oh, me too, as always. I am fresh. You are fresh. (laughs) Actually... You've got something fresh to talk about today, don't you, Cass? I do. Something a little bit official. Oh, I like that word. Okay. It's been a bit of a like little secret, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say a secret. It's definitely, well, it's official now. So it was definitely more on the low before mm-hmm. it was official. Mm-hmm. And it has been something that, yeah, has been brewing for a little bit. Brewing. <laughs> marinating for three years <laughs> well it it has and I think I reckon our listeners now know what it is yeah <laughs> I have a boyfriend Woo-hoo! was that was that an accent it was an accent it was my English I should give her a name when she comes out oh my god Doris oh, no. that was Doris <laughs> so you have a boyfriend. I have a boyfriend now. Oh my yeah. goodness. Finally. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> you know, all divine timing. I think that these things happen when they're supposed to happen. And with this, I absolutely feel like it was meant to happen now. And it makes it very right that it has happened now. Because as you know, this person was in the friend zone for a little bit of time. Oh, a lot of time. He I played think. the long game. <laughs> he did. He, he really did. did. And, you know, I am very excited about this relationship because for as long as I've known you, yeah. this man has been a part of your life. Yeah. And I've always wondered why is she not <laughs> dating him? <laughs> you know what's really funny is now that we are together, he's like, you know, and he has met you, obviously, and he's mm-hmm. like, Kat, i really got to thank you for putting in the words for me because there was a conversation you and I had, mm-hmm. when was it, August last year, where you said, you know, this guy, he's still in your life, he ticks all these boxes. Mm-hmm. You might have met him in maybe a way you didn't expect, I think you said, and you go, so what is it, Cass? And you really made me think on your question. Mm-hmm. So you put the questions to me and you raised the points on, yes, he did tick pretty much all my boxes. Yes. And why hadn't I moved forward with it? What was the reasoning? Mm-hmm. So he's very thankful for you for starting <laughs> that little seed in my head that made me go, hmm, hmm. And, you know, there were obviously other things that he did do himself that made me go, mm, I think I'm going to take you out of that friend zone now. Yeah. So, yeah. So how did you meet him? And are, are we saying his name? Is that a Yeah, that a let's thing? say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's say it. So how did you meet Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> so I met Charlie at his coffee shop. So he owns a coffee shop mm-hmm. in um, – on Paul Road. Yes. I'm really giving out all the information yes. now, aren't I? If anyone wants to see him or and get to yeah, know him. He makes great <laughs> coffee, to be honest. And I met him there. It was – I had listened to a podcast this one day that had said, do something out of your normal routine. So do something you don't normally do. So as I'm driving into work, I – see his coffee shop and I knew of him I had I had known of him 
I don't know, like, you know, people run in circles. Adelaide's kind of small. Mm -hmm. I had definitely known of him. And this one particular day I thought, oh, I'm not going to get my coffee from the usual place I get coffee from. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stop here. And instinctively I just pulled over and went in and was like, hi. And he was (laughs) like, hi. (laughs) And he's a really beautiful, friendly guy. And had a little chat, grabbed my coffee and he makes excellent coffee. Actually, I grabbed a chai because he does does these loose leaf chais. Mm -hmm. And then I was on my way and I didn't think anything of it. And then, you know, I popped in again probably the next week or a couple of days later. And so this little friendship started. Mm. And I can't actually remember when he asked me out, like what point in time, was it a month later, was it two months later, you know, everything in progression, he Mm -hmm. would have added me on socials and then, and so yeah, it was probably a couple of months later, he said, hey, can I take you out to dinner? Mm. And I said, yes, you know me, I'm very much a yes girl. Yeah. And thank goodness. (laughs) But hold on, hold on, hold on. So when he asked you out, Mm. did you... You were you like into him in that way? No. Or did you? <laughs> Am I ever into the guys when I say yes no, to their dates? Never. <laughs> no. Not at all. Not in the slightest. Oh my god, he had so much hard work uh, to do. You know, you know, that was definitely part of me that was like, oof, like. It, you know, if he finds out I'm not interested, can I keep going back for these amazing chai lattes? Like, what happens? You know what oh I mean? So, yeah, you know me. I'm very mm-hmm. much like on that first date, I'm not normally first date, second date, third date. I am not interested yet. Mm-hmm. Like it takes a bit of work. Yes. So he was an absolute gentleman. He came and picked me up from my apartment. He was standing outside the door when I came down mm-hmm. to ground level, ready to open up the car door for me mm-hmm. and let me in. Drove us to the city to a beautiful restaurant and he, I realised instant, and we laugh about it now, he's kind of like me. We laugh at our own jokes, like mm-hmm. before. <laughs> Case in point. <laughs> and he does that a lot, like literally, like, and looks at everyone. <laughs> like the cutest thing. But anyways, obviously back then, I didn't find it endearing like I do now. Like I thought it was funny. I was like, this guy's hilarious. But you know, there was, for me, there was nothing yet. It takes time to yeah. build on that. Yeah. So then, I don't know if you recall, we were in Bali. Do you remember yes. when we were in Bali at the end of the year? So nothing had progressed yet with him and I. You know, he would ask me out and there'd definitely be times where I would say, no, like, no, nah, I'm not going out tonight. You know, it was just that pure friend zone situation for me. But... Mm-hmm. I immediately knew from my first encounter with him, he was a beautiful, beautiful, great guy, like with a very kind heart. Mm. So there was – I didn't have to learn that. I knew that straight off the bat. So then what makes you – We'll come back to Bali. We'll come back – oh, unless you want to continue now. Oh, well, remember we were in Bali and – he messaged me and said, hey, when do you get back? Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at you going, oh, you know, Charlie has asked me to go out to lunch. And you were like, well, don't go if you don't want to go. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to lead him on. And this guy had booked McGillis State mm-hmm. for us to have lunch. Mm-hmm. And I end up messaging him like uh, probably on the day I returned or the, the day before we were supposed to go. I remember. I think yeah, it was on the day. <laughs> I know, saying I was jet-lagged and that, you know, 
And because part of me was like, I can't keep leading them on. That's, you know, that's not a cheap lunch to, you know. So, yeah, there were definitely times when I would pull back because I was like, okay, I want him to be clear that this is just a friendship. Yeah, go on to your next question. So my, (laughs) my question at this point is, why do girls and why did you friend zone him at this point where you clearly could see that he's a beautiful soul, beautiful person. Mm. He does tick your boxes and the sort of guy that you're looking for. Why do you friend zone a guy like that? I think there would be more than one reason. And I've learnt now, looking at it now from, yes, we are in a relationship right now, that back then I wouldn't have been in the mental state for a relationship so I wasn't ready yeah you know there were still past hurts that I would have had to deal with sure there were still emotions that I was going through I was still happy like like being single is great Mm -hmm. you know and Charlie can vouch for that he's a happy-go-lucky guy yeah he was happy being single as well he says to me now he goes if it wasn't you it wouldn't be anyone yeah right so the reason I think girls put guys into friend zones is and I'm guilty of doing it quite a lot, is you don't see that initial, how can I put it? You don't see that initial whirlwind kind of romance from the get-go. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sometimes we want a real fantasy type So, you know, you walked into his cafe and just, hey, how you going? And that's how it started. So it's a very, um, you know, just a simple introduction rather than a a grand... Correct. And now that I think about it, I'm like, it happened in the sweetest way possible. Yes. You know. And then, also, hold on, Cass, like you also said you were listening to a podcast where it says do something different today yes, that you wouldn't otherwise do. Yes. And how interesting. That's like the preface of the whole relationship, isn't it? I know. You know, like exactly. for each other, not just not just your side, like even for him, like, you know, he's probably like dating you now and he potentially hasn't ever dated a girl like you before either. Yes. So it's like a new for the both of you, which I think is pretty beautiful. Absolutely. It is. It truly, truly is beautiful. And I also believe in divine timing. So, Mm. you know, we can do certain things at certain times, like i.e. put someone into the friend zone, because right there in our life, we're not ready to accept what is to be. You know what I mean? So I do believe in divine timing. And I do believe it was meant to happen like this. It was three years, but it's worked out perfectly mm. and the timing's right and we're both at that stage in our life where we're really ready to commit and to to start a life together because we both really valued our independence as well mm. and enjoyed our single life. And, and what is great about that is that we're so understanding. We love spending time with each other. Mm. But we're cool to be like, hey, babe, Saturday mornings is your thing to go yes. train and do this and I'll do my own thing. So there's that great understanding in this relationship that yeah we enjoy our single space and all of that so I think to answer your question I definitely think there's a few reasons why this happens you know for other people it's just like out of and I could say the same I just was not interested at the time time. yeah yeah you know wasn't ready for anything just wasn't there for me Mm. so that's interesting if I look back 
I can kind of relate to that. So mm. we've spoken about how Luke and I have met in other episodes before, so I won't go into all the detail. <laughs> However, we haven't actually touched on, you know, I did ghost him. Like when yes. we started talking, I ghosted him. And I actually dated someone else for a year. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Which is like really full on. But when I go back to that time. And did it teach you things? Yeah. That relationship. And I go back yeah. to that time and I'm like, you know, if you think about why I ghosted Luke to go into a relationship with someone who wasn't right for me, mm. right? And it's almost like at that point I had to learn something there. Yes. You know, and, I, and it leveled me up. Like I matured after that. Then I went. And me and Luke caught up again and then it flourished from there. And it's like, it's almost like those little steps in life, those relationships that you think, what the hell was that for? It's all bringing you to a point. There's definitely a reason for everything. Yeah, divine timing, like you said. Divine timing, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep, and levelling up, like you said. Yes, yes. So going back to you and Charlie, Mm -hmm. so was it difficult to remain friends with him? Like knowing how much he liked you, Mm. how did you go about still being okay with just being friends like because he made it pretty clear to you that he was interested I remember all this the conversations along the way and absolutely and he always did he always he wasn't an aggressive pursuer he was very much like a live and let live kind of thing yeah or love and let go you know he was was always so beautiful and send me beautiful messages sweet messages funny messages Mm -hmm. so things that I could Almost laugh off, you know what I mean? Like, yes. ha, 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 friend yeah. zone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like putting his best foot forward with like the greatest A grade jokes. And Cass is like, oh, you're funny, but you're still a friend. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally. But it was tricky because he was, is such a beautiful person that mm. I was like, I don't want to hurt this person. There were moments in those three years that I would walk into the coffee shop and he would be making my cup coffee and purposely, like, you know, because he'd have other customers, he would purposely, like, let it mar- like let my chai marinate a little bit longer. And he admits to it now. He's like, he goes, of course. He was like, I wanted to keep you there as yeah. long as possible. <laughs> but there were moments that I would look at him and be like, oh, God, I hope he's not holding out for me because this guy's beautiful and he deserves someone beautiful. Yeah. And there was just very much that part of me that thought, oh, gosh, I just hope he's not waiting for me. Yeah. But he was cool. He was doing his own thing. He was chill. He was- you know, he's, um, his way of looking at it, and I haven't actually spoken to him about it yet, but I, from what you're saying, I assume it was a little bit of a when you let go of something – is when you actually have control of something. So the concept of, you know, in life we want to control things and we need to micromanage and we need to make sure, like, you suffocate something to make sure it stays. And that's, that's not the him. opposite, yeah. right? <laughs> that is not him. Whereas when you let go, you put it out there, this is what I want, you let it be known, which he did. Yes. And then he just let it go. And yeah. when, when the timing is right, and he, I suppose for him divine timing, he understands all that too, but also mm. the the concept which maybe I think we'd, we should have him on the show actually. I think he'd have a lot to, <laughs> lot to say on this. But also like his way of looking at it was if I let her know, and then I don't become overprotective. Don't don't flood her with yeah. all my emotions and don't make it freaky or a bit creepy. Yeah. And just let it be. I've planted the seed mm-hmm. and then we watch the flower grow. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Exactly what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. He was definitely 
lovely in his pursuit. Yeah. Like there was no creepiness, no aggressiveness, no stalkerness. Like there was none of that gross vibe. No. And were there ever times where you thought maybe he's not interested anymore? Like over three years is a long time. Did you ever kind of feel like, oh, he's, you know, he's kind of backed off a little bit? Or was he pretty consistent? There'd be moments of like a space between us because he even says now, yeah, he goes, you know, sometimes he wouldn't reply to me and I was like, oh, really? <laughs> I'm sorry, really? <laughs> you know, so, but he was pretty consistent but there was definitely spaces between mm. us and obviously, you know, I was still dating. Yes. He, he would have still been dating. Yeah. You know, it was just, it just, but he was always just putting it out and he, and he says to me now that, you know, when he saw me, he was like, that's the girl that I want to marry and that mm. I want to have my kids. And so, like you said, he planted that seed and mm. it did take me three years to see the light, mm. but I've seen it and I'm so grateful mm. <laughs> for seeing it. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a really, right now, it's a really beautiful, beautiful place to be. Mm. Yeah. So you talked about you were dating mm. and he was more than likely dating too. Yes. So did yeah. you ever talk about that with each other? So like right now he's a friend to you, mm. right? So did you ever bring up dates no, with him? No, because mm. I didn't want to hurt him in yeah. any way. Not. And having said that, he's a strong, a very, very, very strong person. So he, he would have been able to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. It yeah. would have come back to that love and let go he would yes. have been like okay you know it's and he he says to me now that there was a time where he said to his friend you know I'm really interested in cast but it's not swinging both ways and everyone always says to Charlie that he's the best person because he is like yes. he's such a great person yeah so dating did I ever mention no no I did not there were definitely moments where we mentioned past relationships and we knew you know you know I knew of past relationships he's been in and you know and those were open conversations that you have like but I think the great thing as we got closer was the conversation got deeper Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. which was I think another one of those initial me on the first date it was two on the surface and I really look for intellectual you know, stimulating conversations. And because Charlie is happy-go-lucky, the first few dates were very light because mm-hmm. that's how he is with yes. people. Yeah. And I think that was one of my like, mm, no, not, not yet, not this guy, no. Mm. But then as I allowed space for him, I was like, oh, my God, we're having the best conversations. Mm. Like this is all I could have wanted. Yes. So uh, but going back to your questions, no, I did not speak about, if I was dating other people at the time because I did not want to hurt him or mm. maybe it was just me also subconsciously, maybe it was me keeping the door open for him. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's where my mind went when you answered that question. Yeah. Because, you know, if if you had friend-zoned him, like, super hard <laughs> yeah. to the point where you were like, I'm not even attracted to him, there's nothing here, like, there could never be anything there, I feel like you would have spoken about dates. Yeah. So there was that part of you. Mm. That instinctively knew, no, let's I'm not. I'm marry him. Yeah. <laughs> I was a different accent. That was Tricia. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, that, no, you're not wrong. I think absolutely there was subconsciously. Okay, and then from another standpoint, 
Do you think you friend zoned Charlie because he was too nice? Okay, because hmm. before you ask that question, right? Like, you know, this whole bad boy energy, girls mm. kind of going for guys that are a little bit more like. I've had enough of that crap. Right. Yeah. But you've had that crap, mm. right? You, you've been down that road. And there is something enticing to mm. a woman when they meet a guy that's a little bit dangerous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? So then you meet someone like Charlie who's just like sweet mm-hmm. and a softy and doesn't has show his that side. Back tattoo. <laughs> and is a fighter. Like that. Right? <laughs> yeah. But doesn't show that side straight mm. away. Do you think there was a part of you that was just like, too safe in the beginning not right now like right in the beginning when your friends owned him I gotta be honest no I don't Mm. think that played any I know I think because I'd learned so much about past relationships and what I didn't want that I was looking for someone that was truly a good person with a good heart yeah so I don't think that was the reason for the friend zoning or you know because he does have a little bit of Oh, he's definitely got both energies, but he's mm. definitely like the kindest, most beautiful person ever. But yes. he's he's definitely got a little bit of oh that he's got that energy I'm attracted to. Yes, yes, like, for sure. So it wasn't you know, about him being too nice, or it, no, no, mm. not at all. Because you know how you hear that sometimes, like some girls put guys in the friend zone because they're just not rough enough. Which it's not like a bad thing, but I, <laughs> it's mm. funny. I kind of call it like the you know, in this day and age on TikTok and Instagram, it's all about like, you know, six feet tall and six-figure yeah. bank account and six-pack and I like that's the devil's number in my oh. eyes. I think we need to stay away. <laughs> we need to stay away from people like that. Yeah. But it's – oh, not in a bad way. If you're dating someone that's like six foot tall <laughs> with a six-pack and six-figure income and he treats you good, it's all good, huh? Yeah, like, as long as stay, it's Stay in that well. zone. Yeah. But, <laughs> We're here for it, hun. We're yeah. here for it. But stereotypically, yeah. those qualities have nothing to do with the inside of a person. Absolutely. So when you're drawn to those, you know, the 666, which I call the devil number, yeah. in relationships, and that's all you're drawn to, you're missing out on mm. on deep connection. 100%. And I know you're not superficial like that. Mm. However, I just wondered if that played a bit of a role in he doesn't like he's not like what I'm used to yeah you know? I think I think my reasoning for it was I just wasn't I knew he was beautiful and I wanted that in my life yes but once again it was just the timing and where I was at you know and we spoke about how my ex came back and that had to happen mm. and it was brief it was under two months yes as we know yep but that also had to happen in order I ha- didn't see the light straight after it, mm. but there was this one situation after you'd said what you said in August or whenever it was mm. about Charlie ticking all my boxes and just planting that seed going, why haven't I like given this an actual yeah. shot? And then that week, Charlie takes me out to lunch and the thoughtfulness in his actions, we were sitting at lunch and the waitress asked me if I wanted chilli in my food. And I said, no, 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 definitely no chilli. I want it mild. And Charlie knows that I like to eat his food. Yeah. Right? And he's very giving. He will literally put food on my plate. Mm. The waitress turns to him and says, would you like chilli in your meal? Mm. And instantly Charlie looks at me and goes, and then looks back at her and goes, no, can you please put it on the side? Yeah. Because he knew he was going to give me 
some of his food. And my, literally, in that moment, my heart melted. Mm. I just thought it's these little actions which have big meanings. Mm. And so are you telling me that the chili story is what changed your mind? It is the no chili story. Way. This podcast has to be out of the friend zone due to chili. <laughs> like and Charlie knows that. He's like, that's all I had to do was get the chili on the side. Oh my God. Like he's like, Are you kidding me? <laughs> Three years and that was it. That's what did it. That it was did that's what did it. And it was the realization in that moment that my ex would not have done that. Yeah. It was that realisation that I had been with someone for the wrong reasons, wasn't meant to be, someone selfish, that now I could look at Charlie and go, hold on, what do I want for my future? Yes. And it was literally me looking at him and going, this is the man I want. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And you said to me, you said to me, you said, if Charlie does all these things for you now and you're not in a relationship... Imagine what this guy is going to do when you are. I remember by God, this bloke, I tell you. I mean, I'm trying, I'm not bragging, guys, but like, <laughs> but you I'm are. pretty lucky. <laughs> yeah, so, oh. um, yeah, it just was all supposed to happen like this. Mm. Mm. And so then you started to get the feelings. I started to get the feelings. So, how does that then translate to Charlie? Like, when did Charlie find out that mm. you had feelings? Mm. So basically, it plays out, and Charlie says to me, he goes, you know, you started grabbing more at the dates. I was responding, yes, yes, mm-hmm. okay, yes, let's do that. Yes, I'm free then, yes. So he goes, I just kept pulling out that, what is it? I kept dropping that, not bait, the fish line, the, the whatever reel. it is, the, the reel, reel. Yeah. yeah. And and he's like, and whatever you were biting, I was just doing more. So yeah. so if I was saying yes, then he was, um, he was, you asking know, more. Uh, yeah, yeah. Asking more. Exactly. So he noticed your interest yeah. for dates increased. And Charlie's really funny because he's done NLP before, which mm-hmm. you and I have done. And if anyone doesn't know, neuralist linguistics programming. Mm-hmm. And so he's done that before. So what he will do is if he says something funny or like where we're both laughing or something really sweet, he'll kiss me and he'll go, anchor. <laughs> That is a full inside joke for anyone that's done any sort of training like that. So when you... You can explain it. When you anchor, when you're um, laughing with someone or in a positive state with someone and you anchor it in a way where maybe you touch their hand or you, um, you know... Hug them. You hug them or like you're... That's called anchoring the feeling. feeling. Yeah. So it means that it's not just a feeling within you anymore. It's a connection with someone else, else. and it anchors that good vibe in your body. Yeah. So that's really funny yeah, that he, he's so cute. he said that. He's so cute. <laughs> I've forgotten the question because I've gone back to the anchor. <laughs> so it was he, about how how you showed your feelings yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he essentially just, um, you know, I kept picking up the bait more. I was saying yes to more of these dates. And then, you know, more and more we were spending time. So he was definitely like, okay, okay, this is on the right track. And, and – yeah, it was just about us spending more time together, kissing. Yeah. We got to that and then, yeah, so here we are. So then you you went away. Oh, okay. As we've talked about 
already. Yes. You went overseas, did your big trip. So mm-hmm. you've told him or like there's been a conversation of yeah. we're dating or we're not dating yet or mm. what happened there? Because that's a bit of a grey area for yeah. me. Yeah, okay. So Fill so me in. This one night we went out to dinner mm-hmm. and then we went out for gelati and we were sitting there eating our gelati and the words just fell out of his mouth. He goes, will you be my girlfriend? <laughs> And I was like, huh? <laughs> and, I, and instantly the words also dropped out of my mouth. Ask me next year. Oh. Yeah, because okay. we knew, so my trip was planned for November 12th to December 30th. Yep. And he, once again, happy-go-lucky, we giggled, we laughed at how he'd said it. Mm. And I said, you know, ask me, ask me when I'm back from my trip. Mm. I had booked that trip whilst single. Yep. Before Charlie and I got close. Yep. And and interestingly, when you speak to some people about how this evolved and some people had said at the time, what's the bet you get a boyfriend before you leave? <sighs> and I don't know whether it's put because we put all this energy back on ourselves. I booked that trip. This trip was just for me. Whether it's the person on the other end that likes you going, okay, I, I, uh, I don't want to lose this person. I want them to know how I feel. Yes. That then they put, you know, put it out there. Like, I want you to be my girlfriend and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So booking that trip whilst being single, I had intention of going there unattached, single, whatnot. Yeah. And so I wanted that to remain clear. However, the lines got very blurred because we f- absolutely fell for each other. Yes. And you know me and the kind of person I am. I'm definitely not the type of person that's going to go overseas and hook up with anyone. No. And, you know, those those days of being young, wild and free and kissing boys in Italy are gone. This mm-hmm. was a trip for me. Yeah. This was a trip to delve deep into me and enjoy me time mm-hmm. and eat all the foods I wanted to eat and walk around cities and get lost in cities I've never been to. What did happen overseas was, you know, guys did come up to me. Mm-hmm. I remember one night in Prague a guy came up to me, started chatting to me, where do you need to go, blah, blah, blah. And he sh- went, put out his hand to say his name and he said, the reason I stopped you is because you're cute. Mm. And I said that's – and I put out my hand to shake his and I said, that's very lovely but I've got a boyfriend. Oh. So even though Charlie and I were not official yet, I, it was it was clear-cut for me. Yes. You know the kind of girl I am mm-hmm. as well and mm-hmm. I'm extremely loyal and whatnot. And I knew, I knew leaving – that there was no other person for me. It was now Charlie. And so the story about before I went away, mm-hmm. which you know of, you got told, we got to the airport and we were sitting in the lounge and I went to the bathroom and then Charlie was sitting by the window when I returned. The positioning of his chair, his back was to me as I was walking up to him and I came and gave him a hug from behind and I said to him, you were in front of me the whole time. Like for three years, you were in front of me the whole time. Mm-hmm. And we had a little cuddle. And then Charlie does this really cute thing. He'll do it anywhere, where we're at restaurants, anywhere, like mm-hmm. literally. He does this thing where he dips me, kisses me, mm-hmm. right, and then brings me back up. Mm-hmm. So it was time to catch the flight and we get up and walk to, to the gate. And, you know, before you go through customs or security, the part where Charlie couldn't come through. Yes. 
Like in the movies. Like, it was seriously like a movie. <laughs> he dips me, kisses me. I come back up. He cups my face and kisses me again. And he says, I love you. Oh. And your Cancerian heart just <laughs> melted there on the floor in the airport. <laughs> and the part of you was like, should I just go home with Charlie right now and not do this trip? Like, I know what was going through your mind. It was so, it was so beautiful. And something that's never, ever happened to me before is that I said, I love you in return straight wow. away. So that's wow. never, ever happened. Oh. Yeah. And that was how I left Adelaide. Yeah. So now we know why the guy in Prague got a handshake and I've got a boyfriend. I love someone else. Exactly. That's beautiful. And, and it was very inspiring. So I, I started designing the next collection on the plane. Wow. Because, you know, here I am in love and loved. Oh. So, yeah, so it was very, very beautiful. That is very beautiful. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. What a romantic story. I know, but but it does get better. It does get better. It does get better. <laughs> so when you come home, I love this story the most. So this is the one, like, take the floor, Cass. <laughs> what happened when you returned to Adelaide? <laughs> So obviously while we were while I was overseas, we were talking day and night, FaceTiming. So mm-hmm. reverse times, you know, morning was night here in Adelaide, yep. night, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so there wasn't a day. It would have been about 100-plus FaceTime calls while I was overseas. And what does that do? Your bond just gets stronger. Of course. Communication, getting to know the person truly mm-hmm. verbally, like mm-hmm. through conversing. So it was really great. So Charlie had a trip planned that he was going to leave on the 27th of December and he was going to go to Victoria to do cycling with friends. And what happened while I was away was one of his friends here in Adelaide, they were cycling on a Saturday and had an accident. He hit a car, yeah, right. which was quite scary. And I had said to Charlie on our FaceTimes, is the trip still going ahead? Mm. And Charlie at that point said, yes, it's still going ahead. It's all being paid for, blah, blah, blah. Mm. So as my trip started to close out, it started to come to an end because it was a long trip. It was seven weeks. And we were, can you imagine, we said I love you right before I got on that plane. So it's just we were really, really hanging to see each other. Yes. And spend time together as a couple. Yes. You know. And so as my trip started to come to an end, I was like, Charlie was saying, oh, it's bittersweet because I'll be gone a week after you've returned. So it's an extra week. Mm -hmm. So it would have been two months that we Mm. wouldn't have seen each other. So I said, okay, so the trip's still going ahead. And he goes, yep, yep, it's all still going ahead. Mm -hmm. And then when I was in Milan, so the last couple of days of my trip, Charlie said to me, we've just arrived. And he said, and then on the next day, I think he said, "Hun, I've left my charger back in the room. I'm going to have to find one when we get to Bright. I'll try and keep in contact with you as much as possible, but if you don't hear from me, that's why, blah, blah, blah. I sent him a message when I was in Doha Airport saying, hey, I'm in Doha now. I'm so excited to get home. My friend Cass is picking me up. And I received a message from him when I landed back in Adelaide saying, that's so amazing that... You know, you get to see someone you love as soon as you get back. I can't wait to see you because mm. he was going to see me the next Friday. So, we were yeah. like, going to have a dinner and blah, blah, blah. And so Cass picks me up and she said, where's Charlie? And I'm like, he's in Bright, babe, you mm. know. And anyways, and we come home and little did I know, 
<laughs> that a surprise was waiting for me. So Charlie had actually been like the absolute best guy. He had I given him a key and he was watering my plants while I was away. So mm-hmm. every weekend he was coming and he was watering all of my plants mm-hmm. and taking care of business. So perfect. He had a key. So I rock up with Cass and there's this massive bouquet of flowers on my bench top. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that's beautiful. And Cass knew the surprise and she said, open the card. Don't be rude, open the card. Mm. And it was so hot when we got up here. It was a hot day. I turned on the air conditioner and before I even had a chance to read the card, I went to open the pantry door because, you know, your aircon makes it makes a sound like the vent is in there. So it's like the suction sound when the door's closed. Yes, you need to open the door so yeah. it airs out. Yeah. Airs out, correct. So before I read the card, I opened the pantry door <laughs> and all I saw were eyes <laughs> staring back at me and he's just sitting there and he goes, surprise, darling. And I'm like, and he got it all on camera. He had a GoPro set up and a camera in the pantry. And I just screamed. And in my mind, I was so excited. But all I thought was, I have just been on a 20-hour flight. I have not showered. I have not brushed my teeth. Like, I was running. He was there with open arms. And I was, like, backing away. Cass was holding me. She was, like, pushing me. And he's like, can I get a hug? I was so excited to see him, but I was so conscious of like, yeah, that I had not showered yet. It was the best surprise. The fact that I didn't have to wait that extra week Mm -hmm. to see him. It was the best. It was truly, truly the best. So this man is just full of surprises all the time and it's very, very sweet. Oh, that is very, very sweet. Yeah. Mm. That is very, very sweet. And then that Mm -hmm. day he asked me to be his girlfriend again. He had beautiful things to say about how he thinks of me all the time and Mm -hmm. just a little beautiful spill and I said yes. Yeah. That is the sweetest. That is beautiful. <laughs> very, very beautiful. Oh, and then Luke and I were lucky enough to meet him. You, you spent New Year's Eve with us, which was so beautiful. The next day. And I just loved how you came up and you're like, Cassie, he's so nice. And I'm like, I know. And you're like, zero red flags. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> There's none. It's all green. It's all go with Charlie. It really is. It really is. It really, really is. And so, when you know, you know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I hadn't even met him, like, all those years ago and I knew yeah. back then. Oh, wow. So it was beautiful you know, to meet him and just go, yep, you're it. You're the one. And you know what's really interesting is last night we caught up with some of his friends mm-hmm. and she's probably listening to the podcast, Diane. So one of um, but Charlie's best friend's girlfriend, yeah. fiancé, sorry, mm-hmm. said to me also, she's like, you know, when you guys were just friends, I was like, no, there's got to be something more. And I was like, really? You thought that? She's like, yes, I thought it. And I kept asking Boris and those guys are so tight-lipped as well. Mm -hmm. So it was very, very sweet that I have heard that a couple of times that people were like, oh, you kind of knew that this was going to go somewhere. So everyone knew but me apparently. (laughs) (laughs) It is what it is. I love it. I love it. So, yeah. Friend zone mm. turned into love. Yeah. So how does one get out of the friend zone? That is the question. 
That is the question. It's a really, really interesting concept because people have this, obviously have this stigma that once you're there, there's no way out. You know, have you seen the movie Just Friends with, what's his name, Ryan Reynolds? Oh, I reckon I might have ages ago. It's hilarious. I'm going to just spruik it now. Go and watch it. It's so funny. It's called Just Friends. And he... He eventually gets out of the friend zone. So he knew this girl from when he was in high school uh-huh. and not looking his best. Like he was he was a bigger dude with braces and he was a friend. He was and so then he grows up to be this successful hot. What did he do? He was like he produced music. And then there's like a flight delay. You, know, so you have to watch the movie. But lands in the, his hometown, mm-hmm. which he hasn't visited in years, and then bumps into her. And it's about him being like, well, I'm cool now. I can get out of the friend zone. <laughs> and then all these series of events where she's like, no, no, he's still there. Like, <laughs> But then he eventually does get out of the friend zone. And so there is a stigma about it and, you know, it's tried and t- you can definitely get out of the friend zone, guys. It's one of those things that you've just got to be true to yourself. Mm. And Charlie would say this to anyone. You've got to, yeah, be who you are and be authentic to yourself. And then mm. if it's meant to be and the timing is right, mm. then it'll be. Like mm. you said, he he planted that seed. He put out his, his intentions yeah. and didn't try and force anything. No. He just let me be me and he and he said if it's meant to be she'll come back like mm. she'll and so yeah wow. so what would be your advice how do you think someone can get out of the friend zone or do you think people need to cut ties and move on in a sense you probably do you need to kind of well look there would be those times where if someone's made it clear to you that they're not like you didn't you didn't straight out tell Charlie, no. like, I am not interested in you. No. You're just a friend. Like, you never had that chat. No. If someone's had that chat with you, I feel like that's the moment where you go, okay, this is going to be nothing. Yeah. And Or if it's going to be something one day, right now it's not, and it's not worth me mm. hanging around wasting time because he or she has told me quite mm. clearly it's Absolutely. a no. Absolutely. But if that conversation hasn't taken place yeah. before, then it might be worth hanging around but it also depends on what stage of life you're at don't you think 100 percent. like say this was roles reversed and say it was charlie put you in a friend zone would you have waited three years you know it's a it's a tricky it's a tricky scenario because it depends on where you are at in life and what you're doing and you've been actively looking for a partner Mm. so you may not have waited for Mm. him that's very true and it's you know, you go back to, yeah, not wasting your time and being authentic to yourself. It wasn't like he was hanging. He was just planting it and continuing with his great life, yeah. which he does. He's got great great friends, fam, yep. and he was doing his thing, you know. Yeah. If other options came up, mm. he would do what he was doing. Yeah. You know what I, you yeah. know what I mean? He'd still pursue them. He wouldn't switch it off completely. Correct. Yeah. Correct. But I think in the back of his mind, he was kind of like he had his intentions set on me and it was like, well, that's going to be the girl I marry. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Otherwise, I'm really happy being single and doing my thing. Mm. And that was his vibe. That was his energy that he put out. And it worked. Yes. Yeah. You know? So I think it's always important, and we've spoken about this in other podcasts, it's so important to do your own thing. Yeah. To bring your value up. 
upskill yourself. If you're mm. talking about work, it's upskilling yourself, making yourself healthier, mm. you know, being active, catching up with people that raise your vibration. So Definitely. it's about doing all those things to make you better and then the timing's right, the timing's right for whatever it may be, mm. a relationship, a work a raise, a, yeah. you know, yeah. a promotion, all, mm. all those kinds of things. Starting a family. If the timing's right and you work mm. and built up yourself and then everything else falls into place. Yeah, it's so true. The way it should. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So everything mm. that's meant for you will find you. 100%. Whether you're in a friend zone for one month or ten years. And, gosh, I think about it now. <laughs> I'm like, I am so glad he didn't find anyone else. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm just like, wow. You know what I mean? Like I look at it now and I'm like, more babe, I'm so glad you didn't find anyone else as like, I'm so glad you didn't like anyone else as much as you liked me. Holy moly. Like, you know what I mean? Oh my goodness. Happy. Yeah, definitely. Oh, mm. well, you know, like I said, he is a beautiful person and so are you, Cass. Thank so you. So you match very perfectly together. Thank you. So I'm excited to see where this goes. <laughs> I'm excited to be at your wedding one day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's Do you think Charlie's going to listen to this? No. No? Nah. Now, you've, and you, you know what? You, it's really interesting because you asked him on New Year's Day, do you listen to the podcast? And he goes, I know about them, but it's like, that's your thing. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, obviously we've spoken about exes and things like that. Charlie's cool. He's just, if I asked him to, if I said, hey, babe, I want you to listen to this episode, 100% he would. Yes. But Charlie's cool. He's cool with going, you know, that's your thing, babe. You know, if you want me to, I will. But no, he won't. He, he'll be like, that's your like you talk about whatever you need to but like yeah yeah so, so we can we can say anything about him no filter because yeah, he'll never uh, know i know exactly 100 <laughs> percent. it'll get back to him though <laughs> oh i love that kaz thank you so so much thank you for opening was, up today oh it was so fun to chat about that so thank you it was until next time guys until next time bye